Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am not sure when you're actually going to be listening to this. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to start this podcast. This is something I have thought about doing for a while. And I just feel like my message needs to get out there. That if you are born into certain circumstances because nobody has any choice as to what family we are born into. You could be born into a rich family, you could be born into a poor family, you can be born into a toxic family where everybody fights and everybody hates each other, or you could be born into an abusive family, or you could be lucky enough to be born into an amazing family where they are so grateful to have you that every day is a blessing for them to just have you in their life. Wouldn't that be amazing? That is not how my life started, but that's okay. Because honestly, I think the more struggles and obstacles and things like that, I hate to say it actually makes you a better person. I know a lot of people who just very easily take things for granted. And of course they would. I would have too. Because if you're not exposed to all the things you didn't even know were an option, you honestly have no idea what someone has gone through. So as you go through the world, do try to keep that in mind. You honestly have no idea as to why certain people are a certain way. Maybe they are feeling very defeated and you may catch them at a moment where they just lash out and lose their shit on you and you're like whoa okay or maybe to them that was a coping mechanism maybe to them they have that mentality because they've had to to get them before they get me I know lots of people who have had that type of lifestyle and it's unfortunate So I would like to bring you along my adventure into doing this podcast. So I apologize if there's lots of pausing and stuff like that. I will get better, I promise. Well, I'm sure I will. I definitely have the gift for Gab. I didn't always. So I did actually start out as someone who was very, very timid, very quiet, very meek. I just wanted to kind of float under the radar keep everybody happy. I was a really nice person. And not that I'm trying to toot my own horn, but part of me, I just wanted everyone to be happy. Like, why can't we all just get along? Why do people have to be jerks? Why do... just because they can? So I will actually get into that later, because there is a reason why people are jerks. And it usually, 99% of the time, has more to do with them than it has to deal with you. 
And I know you may not understand that now, but I will explain definitely. But the reason why I wanted to do this is because I do have a story. I do have lots of life experience, which sometimes I know people have perceived it as me being a know-it-all, but I can't help it. If I do actually know the facts, because I've sadly lived through so much shit in my life, but I've learned from it. It's made me who I am today. I don't need to be a know-it-all, and that's not my intention at all. What I find is I don't want to see people suffer. So when I see people doing things that is counterproductive to the life that they want, and they're hurting, and they're frustrated, then to me, if they've expressed that they're struggling, well, I want to give them the opportunity to be enlightened, aware. And again, that is their choice. They can choose to not listen and keep repeating the same cycle, which many, many people do. Or you can look at it and go, okay, what the hell just happened here? What part of this situation did I contribute to? What can I learn from it so that it doesn't happen again? Or what is this trying to teach me? Because the key is, is that if you don't learn from whatever you have gone through, you will just keep repeating that same cycle over and over and over again. And to me, I am a very spiritual person. I am not religious. But I am very spiritual and I do believe that everyone has a plan in their life. You were put on this earth for a reason. And it was not just so that you could suffer. It was not just so that you could struggle. It was for many things. Maybe you were put through a certain situation because you were strong enough to go through it. And maybe somewhere down the line, you are going to be able to rate, relate, sorry, relate to another person who is maybe currently going through that same situation or something very similar and be able to be a support system for them and to say, look, hey man, I get it. It sucks. The situation you're in, but I've been there. And I can tell you, it does get better. And you will be stronger for it. Like, I think all these situations that are thrown into your life are meant to make you a stronger version of yourself. And in return, you will get positive effects in your life down the road. It's kind of like, I just popped into my brain, which happens a lot, and I'll warn you, I am an extrovert now. I used to be an introvert, but, and I still have introvert times, but uh, extroverts, if you know anything about them, they are easily distracted. So if that happens, I apologize in advance. But I think 
life is kind of like riding a bike. Or anything that you try, really. Or heck, even walking. See, and actually I do call that sometimes. I call it, this is my toddler stage. Where basically I'm just kind of muddling my way through. I'm Actually, right now, I am actually going through my toddler stage with this podcast. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. All I know is I want to share my story and I want to inspire people. I want to help people. So yeah, you're going to fall, you're going to stumble, you're going to get a couple bruises, but you dust yourself off, you pick yourself back up, and you try again. And that is honestly the theme, pretty much, of my whole life. I have been knocked down. I have had really, really horrible things happen to me. Of course, other people have had much worse, so I'm not discrediting. I've had the most horrible life, but I definitely came from very, very little. Whenever I've described my childhood to friends or family or whatever, I have said way back in the day, and I'm not sure if you guys know who Oprah is, but if anyone's really young listening to it, they might not know. But I used to say, because Oprah used to say she grew up Poe, and I used to watch Oprah, and I loved her, and I watched Dr. Phil and all that stuff when my kids were young and that, and when she was on the air. But she would always say that she grew up Poe. And... I like to tease that if Oprah grew up Poe, then I grew up Puh. I wasn't even rich enough to have the O part. But it did make me appreciate what I have. And so in that, where I came from, where what family I was born into, that was, <clears throat> pardon me, a very small house. Actually, technically, I was, I only remember actually about halfway through grade two is where I really have memories um, because around that time, just before that, we lived in an apartment building, which I barely remember. And after that, we moved out to this small town just outside our area and it was a town of I just googled it actually 150 people lived there but we were about 45 minutes from a main town so we commuted always back and forth back and forth which created some other um, fun stuff and my mom she had her own struggles and she was trying to change her life as well. She came from a very abusive home and her dad used to beat the crap out of my grandma. I don't really remember her because she was like, well, I was like two or what was I? Probably actually, I think it was just before we moved out there. So probably about six maybe, sorry. So about six maybe when she died. Not 100% sure, but I do remember she was a very, very lovely woman. She was very nice. I only really kind of have 
sort of one memory. I do remember though, which is crazy. I remember the day I got told that she was, that she had died and we were living in the apartment buildings. And I remember I had a very dramatic reaction, which is so crazy because I'm not a dramatic person or I wasn't at that time. I remember being against the glass wall or the sliding glass doors or some big window anyways and I was like no no because I did not grow up with a big family I grew up actually just with my mom and my siblings and a few quote-unquote father figures that my mom tried to introduce to our lives here and there, which never ever turned out to be a good thing for too long. So, but that's a whole nother adventure in my world, which I will get into later. So, I didn't have aunts and uncles, and actually, I had, I had one aunt that was actually pretty nice, but we only saw her maybe twice a year, if that. Well, twice, yeah. And my dad had left my mom. And he did not pay her any child support, any nothing. And that actually is what swung my mom into becoming an alcoholic. Because my dad was very critical of her. And it didn't start out that way. She said it was actually really awesome. And actually, ironically, I married a family dynamics that my mom said always reminded her of where, of exactly my dad's family dynamics, which I find amazing because that is not at all the vibe I got from my grandma or anything. And I did have another grandma on my dad's side, but that was not a comfy situation. She was very sizing me up, looking me over, Whenever the very few times, like honestly, I've met her probably five times in my whole life, if that. And every time we went over there, I sat on her couch and was terrified the whole time, knowing I was constantly being judged, like as to what kind of riffraff I became or was growing into or what. So it was definitely not a comfortable situation like what my kids luckily ended up happening where they roll in they're like hey grandma what's for what you got to eat blah 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 hop on the couch watch the show it was like another second home not at all the situation I had mine I was afraid to breathe too loudly I sat there and was completely tense and just wanted to get out of there anytime we went over but luckily that wasn't that often anyway so and then they passed away, so I know other people may have different experiences, but sadly that was my only experience with them. We were judged because we were poor, and yeah, that's what happens. So, and even on that, so what? So what if you're judged? You're judged whether you're poor, you're judged whether you're rich. I get judged now because other people in my family think I was given everything and that's how I came to be where I am today which is a complete lie I worked my ass off to get to where I am today I made certain life choices 
to get to where I am today. So that is what I want to instill in people. That is what I want to share with you, is that no matter where you are in your life, no matter the situation, there are parts about it that you can control. And if you can't control it, like if you're a child in a family, like I was, I was born into a very, very poor family dynamics. I had no control over that. But once I got old enough, I did. Once I was an adult and I was working and I had my own funds, I had a choice. I had a choice as to where I lived. I had a choice as to what people I wanted in my life. I have a choice as to what my reaction is to certain situations. I have a choice on so many things. And there are many things that I want you to realize that you also have a choice. And if I can do it, and that's what I want to share my story for, is because if you're like, holy Dinah, if this girl can do it, well, I can do it. Or heck, maybe you'll have a better story than mine. Maybe you're like, oh my God, I went through way, way worse stuff than what this girl went through. Frickin' challenge accepted. Let's do this. I can do this. So that is what I want to inspire people. I don't want you to feel that you're a victim of circumstance. I don't want you to feel that your life is just what it is. Because if that is the case, I grew up very poor with lots of people around me who ended up getting pregnant by their boyfriend or a few of their boyfriends and being in, now you're dependent on that person and because you had that baby, now you can't try to go to school or you can't make these other choices. I did not want to repeat that same cycle. And that was my goal. I was like, hell no, I will stay a fucking virgin because I do not want to bring children into the life of this situation. I don't know that they would be strong enough to survive it. And really, when you have a child, you have a choice. You have a choice to have sex. Unless, of course, something awful happens and you don't have choice. So I'm not discrediting that. But then after that, you also have a choice whether or not to continue to bring this child into the world. Or, and I will admit, some people, again, don't have a choice. But if you do, and if you can, I was not personally going to bring children into this world until... I could give them the bare necessities of life, like a coat to wear when it's rainy and cold out, food to put on their plate, a roof over their head. I'm not saying I had to make sure that I was making a hundred grand a year and all this stuff, but if I couldn't provide the bare necessities for a child, then not have sex. 
And I know that seems harsh. And you may think, this lady's fucking nuts. But, use protection. And don't. Because honestly, I thought, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Murphy. Murphy's Law. It's basically the situation that if it can happen, it will happen. And I thought to myself, who the fuck do I think I am that it won't happen to me? Why am I so arrogant that I think, eh, it won't happen? If anything, I always thought the opposite. I just assumed, you know what? Why the heck not me? And you know what? With my luck, it probably will happen to me. And look at all these other people that I knew in my life that it did happen to me. Or, sorry, did happen to them. So of course it's probably going to happen to me. Look around. All these people thought it wouldn't happen either. Well, duh, it did. So, I just thought, if I have to get to that extreme, that... I was not going to even risk bringing a life into this world until I had the life I wanted and those children deserved. Now, I'm not saying you have to have four iPads and this and that, but I'm talking the bare necessities of life. A loving situation, not a toxic relationship, not someone where my kids are going to be afraid that... Mommy and Daddy are scrapping all the time and all this stuff. I did the best that I could. And that's all anyone can do. The best that you can. But really do analyze. Is it the best situation? Is it the best? And I know, I absolutely know, that a lot of things can change too. Once you have a baby... Even with your, even if you're with Mr. Wonderful or Ms. Wonderful, your partner in life, your significant other, I know in some situations they can seem very, very dreamy in the beginning, and then you have a child, and then Jekyll and Hyde situation pops up. All of a sudden, they completely change their personalities. That is a very different situation. But even in that situation, I would hope that listening to this program, listening to my story, maybe you can try and just look for red flags. Look to see if there's any warnings that... Look to see how this person was with other relationships. Did they get very controlling? Controlling is not love. Controlling is ownership. So do not mistake controlling for love. But that's a whole other topic as well. Anyways, back to my life plan. My biggest thing was I knew what I didn't want. And I survived my childhood until I got to the point that I could work, make money, and I could make decisions for myself. And during my teenage years, those decisions were, I was not even going to 
tempt the opportunity to bring a baby into this world until I was old enough to take care of it, support it, and all that. Now, I will say that I did end up having sex before marriage, of course, but that was a very, oh my God, it's such a stressful time. We did a lot of other things, and, and that's the other thing too. It's just because you don't have sex where you actually get the two pieces together that can make a baby. Trust me, there is a lot of fun stuff that you can do before that. So, and I'm not a promoter of waiting till marriage and all that. I just say you should wait until it's a, basically, if you are old enough to have sex, then you damn well better be old enough and mature enough to raise a baby or do something about it if a situation were to happen because that compromises your future it compromises your baby's future unless of course you have an amazing support system where basically they can raise that baby while you make your life better but it is going to make your life so much harder than it could have been if you just got to do it on your own time, on your own schedule. And who knows, sometimes actually that does make people refocus their life goals. So sometimes actually an unexpected pregnancy, and that can be a blessing, I will say, because it makes people grow up and go, whoa, that's one thing if I'm rolling through life this way, but I'm not going to roll through life this way with a child. So, but, and that's all your guys' decisions. I am just saying that was my personal way that I could control the outcome. Was if I didn't give it the opportunity to happen, then... I wouldn't have the consequences of trying to figure out how to work my life plan around it. So, but anyways, the reason why I think I should do this and why I want to do this is I do, just in life, talk to different people, try to inspire different people, and I am not a victim. And I really actually quite dislike victims only because if you're a victim you have no power it is what the world is doing to you and you feel vulnerable you're a victim you have no power you have no choices you have no control I don't accept that you have to not accept that if you are, then you're just bumbling through life trying to survive the shit that gets thrown your direction. And it does. It gets thrown your direction whether or not you're a victim. So to me, what I personally do is I think, okay, what can I learn from this? How is this going to make me smarter? What, yeah, what good can come out of this? And there is always something good. And... I have my whole childhood of 
crazy stuff that I will go through and tell you all that and inspire you and let you know what I learned from those kind of things. But I also just recently had, I think, uh, another little nervous breakdown, which was awful and terrible and exhausting. And But I will say, now that I'm finally on the upswing of that, it did teach me something. It does make me sad that I didn't know to do this before. But what I learned from it was to set personal boundaries, to remove toxic people from my life, even if they are your immediate family, which just devastated me because I just wanted the best for this one particular family member and I have always just wanted the best. And when you see someone heading down a self-destructive path and they play that victim role and they're like, oh, if only this could happen and if only that could happen and oh, if I only had this chance or that chance, then everything would be so much better. And they use your kindness as a way to take advantage of you and they know what strings to pull and they know how to pull at your heartstrings. There is a very, very different situation. I became not a helper, not a support system. I became an enabler. And that is something that I learned through my childhood by going to Alatine and Al-Anon and with my mom trying to recover from her alcoholism um, luckily, the best thing she did was put me in Alateen. And if any of you, I cannot say this enough, if any of you are dealing with anyone who has addiction issues, please, 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 please do explore Al-Anon. If you're a teen, which is what I was, I was a kid, I went to Alateen. And I don't go to them, the meetings now because I did go to them a lot as a child. I went to roundups. I went to all sorts of things. So that is definitely a major, major gift that my mom gave me. And it definitely helped to make me the person I am today. And so I cannot strongly enough encourage you to do that because then you realize their addiction, their issues are not yours. And that's where I am bad at that because... I want so badly for everyone to be happy, for I want to help that underdog. It honestly gives me a high and it recharges me and I love it. I just get so excited and so inspired and oh my god, I'm so excited. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. You can do this. You can do this. We'll do it together. I'll teach you how. And I did actually. My one sister-in-law actually went through a divorce where her ex was absolutely despicable. But, again, that whole process, I got smarter. I learned a lot. I, he super, super, super did not like me. But it was awesome. I, I helped her from a very powerless, powerless state. And 
frankly, we kicked his ass. But there are only certain things that you can control during that situation as well. But whenever he pulled out his next bully move, boom. I didn't know the answer right away, but what I call is I let it roll it around in the hamster cage, which is my brain upstairs. And, um, man, we did some good stuff. And things that I had gone through in my life, which at the time, um, one of the jobs I had, gave me insight as to how to fuck with him basically how to how not not to be in a mean way but how to basically stop his bullying and and make it so that he was powerless and he couldn't do anything because he was just being mean you know he's just he wouldn't give her her vehicle that she'd had forever he had his and he's like nope everything was on his control his time what when he decided that she was allowed to have it and it was like, game on, little boy, let's dance. And that is another thing where I'm like, let's do this. There is a solution. It may not pop up to you right away, but if you give it time and you will figure a way around it. And then, and at the time, you feel very vulnerable and very out of control. Just try to take a deep breath, look at it at a very analytical way and think, okay, what areas of this can I control? What can I control? What can I control? What can I not control? What are things I could do to this situation? And you will come up with something. And if you don't, well, during this process, and maybe being able to think through things differently with me, I will give you options where you will think, huh, well, let's try this. I'm hoping I will give you a different way of thinking about things and just kind of what worked for me during my life. And I hope that that inspires you to be able to maybe even help somebody else like a lot of the things that I went through I thought I went through them because maybe someone that I care about or hell even a random stranger really hell maybe even one of you guys you'll be like oh my god she went through that and unless you've actually been through something like sexual abuse or you've been through dealing with an alcoholic or you've been through having life shit thrown at you I don't even know it's it's kind of like and I was guilty of this as well until I actually had vertigo people would say oh I got a migraine oh I have a I got vertigo and I'd be like man that sucks you know and you think, yeah, it's got to be like a really bad headache for a migraine. Well, holy Dinah, until you've actually had a migraine, you have no idea what it feels like to have a migraine. And same thing, I did not get migraines, but I got not blessed with vertigo. 
holy Dinah. That vertigo is awful. And I really hope none of you ever have to deal with vertigo. But I remember thinking, eh, yeah, you probably feel a little dizzy. Maybe kind of like you, I don't know, a little lightheaded. Well, holy crap, let me tell you. Vertigo is insane. Vertigo, the best way I can describe it, is like when you have a hangover and you lie down on the bed and you have bed spins from drinking too much. But the good thing with that is that if it's just alcohol-induced or something like that, and don't think I'm an alcoholic because I've been too drunk. I'll go into that later, but I am not. But um, that, at least you can open your eyes and you can see that the room isn't spinning. The room just spins when you close your eyes and you think, oh my God, i got to open my eyes because I'm going to be sick. So the thing with vertigo, though, is that when you open your eyes, you are sitting still, but the room is spinning. And it messes with your brain because you're like, hey, I know I'm not moving. What the heck? But yet, you can't focus on something to try to say, okay, calm down. You're not moving. Ooh, that's making me queasy in my stomach just thinking about it right now. But anyways, yeah, vertigo is not fun. So, and luckily, I it did end up, I had it for actually six months in total but it came on like a frickin' freight train with no reason whatsoever that we could figure out and apparently that's true vertigo so all you lucky people who just get hit like a freight train with vertigo that's true vertigo and I could not walk down the hallway it was like I was on the most obnoxiously rocky boat and it was horrifying. I did not trust myself to drive and trust me I am one stubborn little girl that if it scared me enough to not drive I would have still tried to push the envelope I will admit. I would have been like eh, I'm just a little dizzy I'm okay. I couldn't drive for 10 days and even I scared myself to be able to drive. Like, I was like, I'm not, I, I'm even admitting I can't do this. It ain't happening. But that was absolutely terrible. And of course, life doesn't stop. You still have life shit that's still coming around. We had to, we were buying something. I had to close a deal. I had to go down. And you're trying to, like, do what I call your adulting, your regular day-to-day -day life that still needs to happen, and go through this stuff. That is, to be polite, challenging. But I did make it through it. I didn't know how I was going to do that. Plus a whole lot of other stuff I've made it through. I've made it through a lot of stuff. So I don't have experience with everything, and thank God, because I don't want to. But I do have experience with a lot of stuff. So I want to share with you how I did that, what I went through, and the reason I actually, too, why I want to share with what I went through is so that you know, like, who the hell does this girl think she is? Who the hell are you to tell me how to do my life? You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've been through. 
And I will tell you, there is a lot of people that truly don't know what people have gone through. And I won't know everything that you've gone through. But I know I've been broken a few times. But I have managed to pick myself up. And honestly, this last time, it was really, really, really hard. I thought I might have actually been permanently broken. Because I'm like, I can't do it. I cannot be constantly going uphill. Like, when's my fucking break? When does this shit need to be over? I appreciated my life where it was really good for a while. I appreciated the family I had. I appreciated the the boring shit. I appreciated, that's actually one thing I say, is I, I want to be bored. My goal in life is to be boring. Because... My childhood was chaos, and then I did have some normal life times, which was great, and for a lot of years, I had just a normal routine, working through life, making good choices, getting the results of those good choices, and then I got hit with another couple shit storms, where... I think, okay, challenge accepted. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And this last time, the fact that I have that internal dialogue, which is, I can take this. I can handle it. Okay, if everyone else is grieving and everyone's just got to be mean and all this stress and chaos, that's just their process, but I can handle it. I can, I can take all this shit my direction. And I just want everyone to stay happy. I want to preserve the family life that we had to the point that I couldn't and I actually broke. It affected my health physically, not just mentally, and I'm not talking like stress, like my body literally was done. Like I have never, I actually ended up with anxiety, which I didn't have before and and which was ironic because it happened at a phase after a lot of chaos that I thought, okay, well, I've just made it out of that chaos. So what the hell is up with this now? Why would I be getting this anxiety? I didn't know even what it was, but at the time, all I knew is that I had a knot in the pit of my stomach. I needed a drink every night just to help me unwind. And it wasn't... And I thought, okay, whoa, with my family history, and I'm, I got this knot in my stomach all the time, I was actually starting to have chest pains here and there, which was starter panic attacks. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a big freaking jammer. And also, too, that is another big thing. Listen to your body. If you're like, holy crap, okay, my body, this is not normal. I should not be feeling this way. I have never felt this way before. And I know that my body is going WTF. So I went to the doctor and that's when they put me on anxiety meds because I'm like, hey, this is actually starting to very much concern me. I don't want to turn into an alcoholic. I don't want to... Uh, I don't like where this path is heading. And uh, this isn't good, so we got to fix this shit. If what I can do 
and I was trying some homeopathic stuff and all that stuff and it, it did help for a little bit but then that stuff started becoming not enough and I'm like okay it's trying to bring in the big guns let's get some medicine let's get this figured out because I have children that depend on me I have a husband that depends on me I have me that depends on me I need to why drag it out I can tell my body's struggling so come on we tried it the ah it'll pass thing it's not passing if anything it's getting worse so time to bring in the doctors time to look at this and do do that so many people fight going to the doctors because they look at it like maybe a sign of weakness or something I don't know exactly but you know what that's what medication is there for if you need it take it and I am not a big pill person per se that's a lot of peas. I do think that they have a place in the world and it's not your fault. It's nothing you've done wrong. It's your body can only produce what it can produce. It's like being mad at a diabetic who was born with it or something. Or it's like, trust me, if they had a choice, tick, nope, don't want to be diabetic. You know, okay, so your body's can't produce insulin or your body needs a little bit of help then get the help I would it's just ridiculous and there's so many options out there and there is bad medication and there's good medication and if something's not working and you don't like it then try with something else and if your doctor's being difficult then try to find a different doctor talk to friends talk to thing people that well what have you found that works you know and um, it's important. It's important because your life gets put on pause if you don't deal with that. And before you know it, you're going to be too old to enjoy it. And to me, that's sad because all the things that you've missed out on, all the things you could have been a part of, you weren't. All because you didn't want to take a pill. Um, that just seems to be a sad, sad waste of life. And, yeah, it's just a very much opportunities missed to be very happy and to have amazing things happen in your life. So anyways, this is what I want to do with the show. And, yeah, stay posted. And I am on Instagram. And if you want, I would love it if you sent me, well, for one, I'd love it if you followed me. I am going to also try and set up something on YouTube here, but right now I don't want to be visually out there because right now I am also in a phase where I am a lot fatter than I want to be. I'm about 30 pounds heavier than what I should be due to all this fun, this latest fun that life has thrown me. And, and I obviously use fun as sarcastic. I am sarcastic, so by the way, uh, you'll have to get used to that. But I want to interact with you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to inspire you. I don't know. I would just love to have you guys follow me on Instagram. I would love for you to subscribe to my podcast if there's certain situations that you are going through and you don't know what to do, 
I would love to try to help you with some options. Heck, maybe even do an interview. You know, I would be absolutely open to that, having a chat and doing even some call-ins or things like that. Kind of a, I don't know if any of you guys know who Ann Landers is, but kind of like a, a that kind of idea. And to give people options and to know that you are not alone and sometimes it is beneficial, what I like to call thinking out loud. It's just talk it out. Talk it out and brainstorm and think, ah, yeah, okay, cool, that's good. Because I find with myself as well, sometimes when I say things out loud, I get inspired by an idea because of something that somebody else said, and then it pops something into my brain that goes, ah, let's do this, woohoo. And then you have this sense of like, sweet, oh my god, I can't wait, I'm going to so try that, so excited, let's do this. So I hope that I am able to bring that to you guys. Okay, so we will all talk to you soon, and hope you find me on Instagram, sorry, and my Instagram is the path I didn't take, and my thing that I, my account, I guess that I called it, is called This Chick's Just Saying. That is something that I kind of like say, I'm like, eh, just saying. This is what I do. So I am just one person with an opinion. Uh, it may not be the same as what a lot of other people, and I hope I don't end up with a lot of haters out there. Because my goal is to just inspire and give love and support and inspiration. And let's all be awesome together. That's my goal. Let us all be amazing, amazing people together. Support each other. And work through the crap that life throws at us. And think, okay, bitch, right on. Challenge accepted. Let's do this. So that's why I called this podcast the road I didn't take and how I got here because I very, very, very easily could have been that person that just repeated the same cycle as a lot of other people that I grew up with who ended up with no choices in their life and due to my stubbornness and trying to learn from other people's mistakes, I was able to be here. And you'll see the house I actually used as my cover for the house where I grew up. I just actually checked it out, kind of measured out how big it was. And I put in my little bio here for the uh, introduction here. Is that the house I grew up in was, what did I say, say 20 by 20 feet. So about 400 square feet. And there was my mom myself, my older sister, and my two younger brothers, and a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And my house was not a tidy house. My mom is very much a hoarder and was not a sanitary situation. We had no running water. Well, sometimes we had cold water. I literally grew up shitting in a bucket which 
sounds horrifying and you're probably like spitting out your drink right now. To say I grew up po, that's why I say I grew up po, because I literally had to take our shit bucket to the backyard and dump it into our crashed in septic field or whatever the heck it was. And yeah, we had no running water a lot of times, so we would have to haul water from a spring. And we boiled our water all the time. We had like a little tiny circle tub that we used to put this like triangle heater thing in to get hot water to have a bath. And what we would do is we would wash our hair in a tub and we would then afterwards use that water to do the dishes. So that was a very normal thing in my growing up. So I'm not kidding. I have been through a lot, but it has made me the nice, kind person I am today. But again, don't get me wrong. It's also something else, too. I am kind, and I would literally give you the shirt off my back if I can. But you also don't want to cross me because, and not this isn't a threat to you guys, but I'm just saying, I also can stand up for myself now. I couldn't before. I was too quiet, too meek, too, and I'll, I'll tell you how I got out of that, how I changed that part of my character, and not in a mean way. What I've learned is that standing up for yourself doesn't mean you have to be a bitch. doesn't mean you have to be mean. Standing up for yourself is not being cruel to others. Standing up for yourself is knowing your self-worth and saying, Nah, uh, I deserve it. I'm not saying I can't be mean. Absolutely. If somebody attacks me or attacks somebody that I love, I absolutely have no qualms going toe-to-toe -to -toe now. I wouldn't have before. But I also want to help you guys to do that in a constructive way, though. So there are constructive ways to hold your own. You don't have to be, like, punching, pulling hair, saying horrible, mean things. That is not standing up for yourself. That is... Nobody has the right to physically harm anyone else. Unless you're doing it in self-defense, of course. But my goal is not to... I want to show you how to do it in a positive way. How to call people on their shit that, like, liars. People who are like, make up lies. You call them on it. And hold your own and do it in a very firm way, but a very kind way and out of love, but in a firm way. And I know that that sounds insane and you're thinking, how the hell can you basically tell somebody off in a nice way? There is a way to do it. You don't be mean. You don't criticize. You, you look at it as a thing of, you know what? I feel sorry for you. You don't even see the harm that they're doing. And I have a particular few people that I have had to do this with. 
And because they were bringing too much toxic energy into my life, they just, and that was more showing their insecurities. And I was the person that they felt to attack. But again, the funny thing that we found out was the things they attacked me on were information that was not even correct. They just assumed certain things about me and it was not even the truth. So do also think about that. Where did you get this information from? You also got to consider the sources. So if somebody's telling you that somebody said this about you, find out if it's true. Go to that person saying, hey, I heard you said this about me. And because that other person could have been trying to manipulate you, stir up shit about a friend, because they are feeling maybe threatened by your friendship, there's something that they're benefiting by doing that. So that's another thing that you also need to look at, is by these people reacting in this way, what benefit does it bring them? Because nobody does, nobody does anything, whether it be mean, be nice, be, well, hopefully be nice. I, <clears throat> but anyways, nobody does anything without, they're getting something out of it. Maybe it's attention. Maybe it's a cry for help. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they're mad about something totally else. Maybe you stole the last cookie and they're like, you know what, screw you. I'm going to tell mom that you didn't do your laundry or something. You know, like, of course, it'd be a bigger dynamics when we're adults. But in that kind of idea, like sometimes people just spew out poison. But there's always a reason why. And I just recently had the opportunity to go toe-to-toe with a situation that has been five years in the making. And that's what I learned, that this person was going off information that they just assumed it was me, but it wasn't. And that's what I told them. I said, see, you didn't even know the facts. You had all that hate in your life. You had all that jealousy in your life. You had all that toxic energy and missed fun family moments, all because you didn't find out what the truth was. You just assumed it was this, and you just assumed that. Well... Why didn't you ask me? I would have told you straight out. And do that. If somebody asks you something, be honest. You don't have to be a bitch about it. You don't have to be mean about it. But if it's like, hey, I heard that you said this about me, you could say, you know what? Yeah, I was really frustrated that day. But I don't feel that way now. I'm sorry I said it. Or even own that too. If you do something negative and you kind of lose your shit one day, and you're like, ah, then just say, you know what? The other day when I lost my mind, I'm really sorry. It wasn't called for. I was going through a bad time. I did this. But actually in doing that, the sooner you do that, the better. Because the longer you wait for that apology, the more it instills, yep, I was justified. So, and nobody is justified to be cruel to another person. You can be bitchy, you can be mad, you can be whatever. Go have a hot bath. Go for a walk. Go do something. You don't have the right to be a toxic 
energy into somebody else's world just because you're in a bad mood, just because you're going through a shitstorm of your own. If anything, vent to that person if you want a sounding board or vent to a good friend or scream into a pillow. Do whatever you need to do until you let out all that anger and frustration. But you, nobody, has the right to inflict and call down and hurt another person. Because, especially if it's someone you love, not that you should do it to people you don't like either, but especially because those are the people that are there to help you. They're there to love you. They're there to like, oh my God, you had such a shitty day. Let's see what we can do to figure it out. Or let's just sit here and cry and watch a goofy movie with a big bowl of popcorn and two bottles of wine or a big bottle of pop or whatever the heck you choose. Eat six boxes of chocolates, whatever you need to do to, you know, get that, but you don't need to be toxic or be cruel or anything to other people. So that is something that I would like to hopefully have the opportunity to chat with you all. So yeah, so try and find me on Instagram. It's uh, this chick's just saying. And I called it the road I didn't take. And then my podcast is the road I didn't take and how I got there. And I hope you join me. Share it. Spread it around. I would love, 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 love to build a women or guys. I'm not opposed to having guys on this channel. I don't know if they would want to follow, but everyone is welcome. But um, yeah, we'll hope to see you again. Okay, take care and have a fabulous day and stay awesome.